focusing on an emerging generation of kings. How many women here want to marry rich men? Let's be honest. Some people are like, I used to have a long list. Right now, there's no adjective, just a man. <laughs> you know, you know what? Like when when you are 13 or 15, tall, dark, handsome, TDH, rich, God-fearing, confident, athletic, great communicator, went to Harvard, uh, stock options in Barclays or PricewaterhouseCoopers, something. <laughs> You have all that long list of about 35 things at 13, <laughs> at 18, 33, at 21, 15, at 25, <laughs> five. And like these three things remain, yeah, like Paul now at 27, three things remain faith, hope, and love. <laughs> if he loves me, if he has a hopeful future, and if I have faith in him. <laughs> I don't care. That one back can become six back. Hallelujah. <laughs> By the way, there's a difference between settling and maturity. Maturity is not settling. Maturity lets you know that some things you think is settling were really not necessary in the first place. So there are a lot of people who in the name of I must have everything I want will remain as they are with their wants till they are 60. Because when God gives you self-control, part of it is to say no to some things that you can't control. Please find oh Lord. Let me let me just give you pardon. <laughs> let me just give you a personal example. Let me not give you because <laughs> you should give us. You see, I, I didn't take Elton's permission because that has to do with her. That's the thing. So I said <laughs> I sent her a message. Let me see if I can call her. Since you say, you know, I'm your pastor, so I need to feed you. So let, let me send her a message first. But I can't feed you and stab my wife. <laughs> All right. Um, see, <laughs> you have to be willing to make certain compromises. Are you following? So me, eh? Okay, she's here, so let me just say what I want to say. Somebody's like, are you for real? I am for real. Yeah. 
so I have to wait. All right, so permission granted. So, <laughs> when I had a list, and particularly those of you who are very strategic and thoughtful and futuristic and imaginative, you know, how many of you are very much like me? You're very colorful. Your life is very lit. Who knows what I'm talking about? As you can imagine things. Uh-huh. Those people that you leave me like this, I can dream dreams. <laughs> you have no idea. Anyway, you do actually because of the things that come out of me. So, you know, so I have this long list. Let me tell one of the things on the list. The girl I was going to marry, her hair was going to be very long. <laughs> very long. Now, let me tell you the interesting thing. My ex, the first, not the first, the last. The, <laughs> come help me, Olusha. Come help me. Our hair, let me use, let me use a lady. Um, sorry. Sister Hannah, come. Daughter Hannah. Hannah, know actually. <laughs> first time ever. All right. Now, look at this. My ex, our hair was actually, I mean, yeah, our hair was like about this. Are you following? Is this quite a natural hair? Are you following? Some of you are like, hey, what's that? My own hair is like this. She didn't have to buy hair. Now, it wasn't an economic strategy. If, if you marry someone with long hair, it could be an economic strategy, which means that you will not spend money. But you don't know what happened. She now said, I want to do spray, 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 spray. She now dyed her hair. Then the dye now, now broke her hair. That was not why I broke up with her. Because some folks would be like, hey, Peter, does this hair matter? So she had that kind of hair, right? And I wanted it. It was cool. The other thing I wanted was I wanted my wife to be as tall as, I think, yeah, as tall as this, as in with the shoes or the height. I wanted to be, to be able to look face to face, you know, directly without any kind. Right. <laughs> are, are you following? Now, LT is not this height. Do you understand? Without heels, she's not. Her hair is not as long as this. Okay? So why did I break up with somebody that had the hair and the other thing? Because there were other things that were more important than hair that she did not have. Are you following? I don't even, this is not even my message. But I'm a pastor. God wants me to feed you with knowledge. And I think this is what somebody needs to hear. Are you following? For me, do you get what I'm saying? So there are certain things that are way heavier in the scale of destiny than he speaks like pedants. My husband must be like my pastor. You've met your pastor after 10 years of refinement. What you want is he needs to have the faith, desire, teachability, humility, the inner attributes that show me that with a little more he can be like my pastor. So you're meeting somebody, you're meeting me. Some of you just met me two years ago. That was 2000 and what? 2019. <laughs> my first relationship was 
2006. 2006, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. And then LT 2010. We became friends 2009. Dean's 2010. So LT has been in my life for 11 years. Now you want an LT's kind of husband with your kind of impatience. away should I go away or somebody wants to be able to like, away do same thing with the guys oh you know I, I gotta balance it same thing with the guys I want a woman that is not materialistic. I want a woman that does not like money. The money you don't even have yet. And you're already saying, I don't want a woman that will spend my money. You, you don't even have money to spend. You're already filtering water that you have not fetched. You've not bought seaway, yet you want to seaway. want somebody with a face like Jennifer Lopez hips like Nicki Minaj even though she's anaconda I will trample on the snakes and scorpions I can tame the anaconda because abaniconda right her legs must be high like stilettos pink nails pink nails so every woman that God has brought you away is just not good enough. You find something. The Bible says if the Lord himself were to regard iniquity, who will stand? Yet you, you want to regard every iniquity or every inequality with your standards. That's why you stand hard. Please let me preach this. Is anybody blessed? Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Thank you very much, media. I love the speed. Let's, let's I'll read alone for time's sake, but I might engage you to read a couple of verses together. It says, I say then, welcome our online family on Instagram, Facebook, Mixlr, YouTube. We celebrate, appreciate, and honor you. Thank you for joining us. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not, what? Fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh, I think I need a verse before this actually because there is something I want to preface which is so key. Verse 15 please. Verse 15, yes. But if you bite, this is so important. But if you bite and devour one another, Beware lest you be what? Consumed by one another. Verse 16. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill 
the lust of the flesh. Verse 17. It's important because verse 15 says, if you bite and consume one another, hurt one another, you will consume one another. It says, but walk in the spirit. In other words, don't bite, bear fruit. I say that walk in the spirit, shall fill the lust, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Verse 17. Let's go real quick. Speed reading now. Verse 17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Keep going. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, heavy and dense, which are Adults playing lottery. Colo, colo, colo. Funny communication. <laughs> Fornication. Uncleanness. Lewdness. Idolatry. Sorcery. Hatred. Contentions. Jealousies. Outbursts of wrath. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, continue. Long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ's, what have they done? They have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, what should we also do? Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying. Look at someone and say, don't provoke me. Go to verse 15. I want to start from there this morning. Thank you, Lord, for inspiration and wisdom. Thank you for the tutorial ministry of the Holy Spirit, transmission of our hearts, the edification of our beings, and the development of the character of Christ on the inside of us to the end that people will see our fruit and know that we belong to you and that we're rooted, planted, and fructifying in you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Verse 15 says, But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. This is what the enemy wants us to do. The enemy wants us to bite one another. He wants us to devour one another. He wants us to consume one another. He wants us to destroy one another. And he's going to do that, not necessarily by giving us all kinds of arsenals and all of that, but he's going to do that by ensuring that we do not walk in the spirit. I'll come to explain what this means, but let me start off uh, by taking us to the oldest man, Isaiah chapter 32. In Isaiah 32 from verse 10, it says that in a year and some days you will be troubled, complacent women. It says the vintage will fail. The gathering will not come. In other words, the gathering of the harvest will not come. And it says be troubled, complacent ones, strip yourselves. And it speaks about all kinds of negative things that will happen. The palaces will be forsaken. The bustling city will be deserted. The forts and towers will become lairs forever. A joy of wild donkeys 
pasture of flocks. And then it says something. It says, until, what happens? Until the spirit be poured forth from what? on high. In other words, there's going to be devastation, desolation, destruction, and all the other negative deeds until the Spirit comes upon us. Anytime you see an economy that is impoverished, anytime you see a family that is in devastation or divorce, anytime you see a life that is distressed, that is proof that there is no active manifestation of the Holy Spirit in that place. Why? One of the things that the Holy Spirit does in a place is that he engages the blueprint of heaven and he makes it material. I thought some weeks ago about him making the paternity of God what? Personal what? Practical and then what? Permanent. So the paternity of God, he supplies good food to his children. Is that true or not? So if a nation is fathered by God, will there be poverty in that nation? Will there be poverty in a nation fathered by God? There won't be. He said, Israel is my firstborn. Didn't he say that? And when he said, Israel is my firstborn, was there bread for Israel or not? Was there manna for Israel or not? When they had no nine to five, were they well fed or not? When there were no Macy's or Banana Republic, give me the Nigerian stores, uh, Shire Bottoms, I'm, I'm talking about well-opened store. We open your store in Jesus' name. Walk-in store, right? Where you can buy clothes. They had no place. The Bible says for 40 years, their shoes did not have holes. That's a good, good father. Please listen, being out of work does not mean you're out of God. Somebody needs to understand that. My sustenance, the burden for my sustenance is not on me. It's on my father. So if a nation is fathered by God, now this is not a call to laziness or irresponsibility, you know that. But there might be times in your life where it looks like there's no free flow of resources or that you're being impeded, you understand what I'm saying? In part of your growth or your financial reality. Even at that time, God has a secret store of supply for you. So anytime there is devastation, desolation, and all of that, the Holy Spirit is not in his full expression in that space. So in Isaiah 32 verse 15, he's saying there will be jackals and the palaces, the harvest will not come, things will not be gathered until the Spirit is poured upon us from where? On high. Then what will happen? The wilderness will become a fruitful field and the fruitful field will be counted as a forest in other words the impact of the holy spirit is visible he is wind you cannot see him but his works are visible and if the holy spirit is manifest in a place there will be certain attributes or manifestations or fruits that will lend credence to the fact that the Holy Spirit is there. Somebody say, my life is fruitful. Say, I'm a solid producer of spiritual virtue. The people at the back, I can't hear your voices. The further you are, the louder you have to speak. Say, my life is fruitful. Love that energy. So see that. He said the wilderness will become. Does that sound familiar? That when God breathed into man, he what? Became. Because the Ruach of God empowers you to become. So he said it's not just humans. It's anything that the Spirit of God comes upon. That thing receives the impartation of life to what? Become. Please, if you want to clap, clap. Don't let somebody not clap and stop you from clapping. 
somebody's going to become a mother by the supernatural. The doctors have said their own, but God is saying his own. Whose report shall you believe? Somebody who has had a very rough year, a very patched year, a very desperate year in business. Listen to the voice of God if you are bold enough to receive this word. Over the next five weeks, it's going to be a turnaround, a turnaround. David, come real quick. David, come. God is not even through with you yet. You thought you were sharing it. To, I feel goosebumps on me right now. You, you feel God is through with you, but it's not through with you yet. What David, David didn't tell you the full testimony, but since he didn't tell you the full testimony, I wouldn't cast him. What happened between you and your MD is going to go to another level. In the name of Jesus, God is not through with you yet. Over the next five weeks, the money you're expecting for your rent, the money you're expecting for your car, the money you're expecting in a new vista of possibilities, will release unto you by grace. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout, I'm becoming. Please listen to this. He does not say when it is the season of the wilderness. In other words, God has seasons and it works with seasons. But let me tell you what the Holy Ghost can do. The Holy Ghost can boycott the natural season with a supernatural season. In other words, some of you are used to getting a certain amount of money a certain day of the month. God is going to break your flow. So every, every 25th, you get 200K, 200K. What you did not realize that somewhere your subconscious mind has associated God's ability to provide for you to the 25th of the month. But God is bigger than your pay package. I'm bigger than your salary. I'm bigger than what you have to say. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I got a call yesterday, in fact. <laughs> oh, I don't know whether to encourage somebody or not. I don't like to share my testimonies again. I like to share your testimony, so I won't share my own. But things are happening in this house where somebody told me he got an increase upon increase upon and organizations are fighting for him and fighting for him and fighting for him. I can't give you figures, but over the last seven days, I've received two phone calls that pay me, one of them is paying me in foreign currency and lots and lots of money. I did not look for it. The Bible says, until the spirit but poured forth upon up from on high. He said, then the wilderness will become a fruitful field. I proclaim over every dry place in your life. Every place that, you know when they say no shing, but every, I say, when they say I, blood is dry. In the name of Jesus, there is a shift for you. It might not be the end of the month yet, but receive the God who designed times and seasons. The God who ordains the elements. He comes into your situation and manifests his desire in your life. If you believe a shout, a thunderous amen. He said this was going to happen. Going to become fruitful. So the life of a believer does not have any excuse for unfruitfulness. And God does not take it lightly when you are not fruitful. Because as far as God is concerned, he has given you all that you need. He has given you the seed of the word. As a matter of fact, you're born of the seed of the word. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23. It says we're born not of corruptible seed. If it's so good to see you this morning. We're born not of incorruptible, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. So you are born again of incorruptible seed of the word. So God has planted his seed in your spirit. Not only has he planted a seed in your spirit, he has poured the rain of his spirit 
upon your life. So somebody say, I am fruitful. However, the enemy wants you to feel like if there's nothing dramatic happening in my life, not, nothing dramatic, nothing is happening. He wants to make you feel like if I've not parted the Red Sea, nothing is happening. He wants you to feel like if you have not uh, led 3 million people, your Instagram following. How many of you know there are people with 10,000 followers who are verified? How many of you know there are people with 10,000 followers who are influencers, who are paid to market certain things because there are things called micro niches and nano niches. They can have 5,000 people, but on, your, on each post, 2,000 people are liking out of the 5,000. Therefore, a brand knows that you have a tighter community than somebody who has 200,000. And they can pay you $5,000. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Men, don't miss that meeting. I need to talk to the men. There are men here who are too poor compared to their potential. Don't let me talk about the men stuff here. But God is about to open vast vaults of value. Are you following this? So some of us feel if there's no dramatic display of power in our lives, then maybe I'm not in the will of God. Listen to this. God wants you to produce fruits, not to pursue gifts. Why is that important? The fruit you produce is the reflection of your maturity. The gifts you display is a revelation of God's generosity. The fruit, fruit you produce, the reflection of your maturity, the gift you display is a reflection of God's generosity. Are you seeing that now? Is that Sunji? <laughs> through the mask, you see? You're, you're special to me. I cannot see even through the mask. It's good to see. That guy can play fire. Don't play with fire. <laughs> All right? Are you following this? So say, God, make me like Moses. God, make me like Elijah. Where is the God of Elijah? But your generation is saying, where is the God of Lara? Where is the God of Israel? Where is the God of Tolu? Where is the God of Ken? Who led us very powerfully in prayers this morning? God bless you. Now, let me tell you something about why you must insist that my life must produce fruit. Okay? Don't take me there, Uchi. Right? Moses, was he powerful or not? Shout aloud, was he powerful? What did Moses do? Tell me. Delivered Israel from Egypt. What else? Parted the Red Sea. Power. <laughs> Should be working for Water Corporation. La Water, last pack, last water. Right. What else did he do? Prayed and manna came. Tell me. Turn the rod to a snake. Powerful. Are you following this? Then Moses entered the promised land. So power does not guarantee access to the land of promise. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Oh, I want a power move. When I speak, I want 200 people to fall down. Come back up, levitate. Moses displayed more power than any other prophet in the Bible. In fact, watch this. Moses 
displayed more power before death than Jesus did. Jesus demonstrated the greatest power of all, which was resurrection. But before resurrection, in terms of mighty works, are you following this? But did he enter the land of promise? Oh, come on, shout it. Hello, lady. Can you shout aloud? Yes, ma'am. Can you shout aloud? Your voice will be great for voice over artistry. Right? He didn't enter the promise. Why did he not enter the promise? Why? No, no, let's, what, what exactly happened? Anger. One letter shot of danger. Look for two people that look a little uh, hungry. <laughs> like they want to hang you with their anger. Hungry. Tell them. Tell them. This anger, we must sort it out. Now, some of them are proving to you that they need to sort out because they are angry that you're looking at them. <laughs> some people's anger masked. Nobody knows. But those who are close enough to them. Some people wear makeup on their anger. There's a makeup on my anger. Makeup on my anger, anger. Anger. What fruit of the spirit could have helped him? Patience. Long suffering. Love. What else? Self-control. Isn't it interesting how we know all the answers, but we still make many of the same old mistakes? Oh, can, can we talk this morning? <laughs> I was telling them in the office that two days back to back, people were getting on my nerves this week. And so I have to look for my nerves and get them out of places where people could get on them. Because people are always getting on your nerves. Maybe, maybe, maybe you are a bit too loose with your nerves. Some people's nerves are like their hair. They comb it all over the place. I like the way some people are unlooking. As if they're about to take an influencer picture for social media. Those are the kind of pictures media would take. <laughs> Let's capture everything. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So we know the answers. Now, do you know media? Get it for me. The Bible actually says now Moses was the meekest man on earth. Get it, media? Get it? It's in Exodus, I think. Or Numbers, I think Exodus. Moses was the meekest man on earth. If you find it, shout it. Yet this sticks as milk, not Milko. It was, even though it went to the peak, it was not milk. Yeah, got a peak of the mountains. Numbers 12, all right. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were. What? 
Can I create a bit of tension with the text? Can I create just a little, I'll resolve it for you, a little bit of tension. You don't want tension. The Bible says contentions. It didn't say tensions are bad. I should tension you a little bit. Who wrote the book of Numbers? Some simpler translation. Let me see. Let me, let's color it. Amplified. Let's give it amplified classic. Now, the man Moses was very meek, gentle, kind, and humble. Or above all men on the face. Now, the tension is. <laughs> Was he propping up himself by affirming that he was more humble than he was? Or was it actually the truth? And if you're very meek, you're going to be very slow to endorse yourself. And so there must have been tension even before writing that. That now Moses was, because don't forget all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. My take would be, it was true that Moses was the meekest man on earth. Logic can reveal that to you because some of you are leading just three people and they're driving you nuts. Even though you always take bolts. <laughs> so imagine three million people. And he had to counsel and judge, not just counsel, he had to judge from morning till night. How many of you watched all those Yoruba TV shows? Boromi Deleru. Ah, Ekaba, sorry, to Tony, Emini, Alaka, Kalawale, a woman, Tom. Oh, I died. Oh, Benny, Kafiamo. Now, now, when, when, <laughs> now, when you go, when you hear that stuff over and over, how many of you like hearing people's troubles over and over? Does it drain you or not? Moses had to die for three million people until Jethro told him, "Hey, guy, you're you're about to die. Just manage yourself." So watch this. So what's the issue? If it was the meekest person, was humble, he was kind and all of that, more than all the people on the face of the earth, and then people still drove him into a place of anger. That means now we understand better what the word says. Tim is good to see you this morning. It said, let him that think at his stance Take heed lest he. So if the meekest man on earth did not enter the promise, how about you?
Now I understand new creation realities. Potentially in your spirit, you are as meek as Jesus. Amen? Amen. But in the outworking of that meekness, how far? Look for two people. Say, how far? Look for two more people. Tell them how far. Already getting what I'm saying? Now, how many of you, if you can sincerely, let, let's just do a little test. You can sincerely say, I'm the meekest person in my house. Sincerely. Your house. Your house. Timmy, Timmy's not a lover. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. You can sincerely say, all right, all right, in your house, your house, your, your home. No, raise it. Raise your hand. Just raise it. Okay. No, raise it, please. Just raise it. All right. Keep it up. We'll keep it up. Now, on your streets, at work, you're the meekest person. All right. Can, just, no, no, no. You have to sustain, or I want hands to drop as they go. The meekest person. All right. Um, at work, you're the meekest person. In Kings, you are the meekest person. Can I say lies all over this place? Do you know how I know it's a lie? Because meekness, when it sees somebody else laying claim to something, it withdraws its interest in it. Meekness means I will put other people. So if he claims it's better than me, no problem. Bemi Garden, thank you very much. Can we celebrate? That is his sister that lives with him. By the way, I know you don't want this at this point, but that's what the Bible says, that the one that does not put himself first, that's the one that Bemi Garden's called the highest in master life. A hundred and three. A hundred and three. There were about 13 bonus marks. So 103 over 100. And as he was studying, he was also facilitating another class. He's a meek man. Some other people are milk men. They like to milk the opportunity. So now that the enemy knows, I hope you've learned a lesson in meekness. Let other people speak of your own greatness. Let other people speak of your greatness. You're not a politician. Don't campaign for recognition. <laughs> Can I teach this morning? Are you absorbing? Alright, so see, so see this. If this is the case. I need to bear the fruit. And when I bear the fruit, watch this. There are two dimensions to bearing fruit. One dimension is I am bearing it as I'm producing it. Number two is I am carrying it. When the Bible says bear one another's burdens, that bear there is not produce burdens for them. So why are you always troubling your sister? The Bible says I should bear. <laughs> I've given birth to a burden. 
No, he said, carry it. The ability to bear fruit, to carry fruit, is developed through the process of bearing fruit. So the ability to convey it comes from the ability to incubate it. You are not strong enough to carry out a fruit you have not carried in. This is the reason women are not given babies. They have to bear children. Because the capacity of motherhood required to sustain the child after birth, a lot of it is developed through the process of impregnation. The changes in their body. The flow of body fluids. The temperance that is cultivated, the patience that is cultivated, the selflessness that is cultivated. Similarly, the believer who's not intimate with God is not intimate with God. So he's not in to mate with God. And if you are not in to mate with God, you can be impregnated by God. If you're not impregnated by God, you don't have the capacity within to bear the fruit. And then to bear the fruit. Is, are you getting it? This explains why trees don't produce fruit until they are mature. So what does the enemy want to do? The enemy wants to clog up your space, your internal environment, bearing other things. Somebody say, what are you bearing? Shout louder, what are you bearing? The enemy goes, oh, well, you know what? Uh, since it's all about bearing fruit, not a problem. I got a lot of fruit that you're going to produce. I will give you things to bear. <laughs> so the Bible is full of a number of verses about things that we shouldn't bear. One of the things you shouldn't bear, don't bear grudges. If you do me, I do you. Get on the dance floor. <laughs> Some people are dancing with demons by listening to the melody of misery over what somebody did to them five years ago. It is difficult to bear grudges and still bear the fruit of the spirit. So grudges are like, yeah, you can clap on that. Grudges are like fibroid. They occupy the space in your heart that the intentions of God ought to fill up. Don't be a grudges. Oh, people hurt you. Oh, definitely. If you're old enough, you know, I mean, being hurt is a part of adult life, isn't it? <laughs> so now I don't want to be hurt. Oh, then you don't want to be like Jesus. Because ain't nobody being hurt like Jesus. Still being hurt. People still using his name for crazy things now. This one, there are many people standing on pulpits like this across the world saying, Jesus said I should tell you. When it was their wives that said I should tell the church. Honey, tell them, tell them, tell them. Don't bear grudges. Don't bear tales 
Don't be a tail bearer. Look at some. So don't be a grudge bearer. Be a fruit bearer. Tell the person, don't be a tail bearer. Be a fruit bearer. Quickly, quickly, let's go to a number of verses. Proverbs 11 verse 3. I didn't give media this, but you find it. Proverbs 11 verse 3. A tail bearer reveals... Sorry, 11 verse 13. Verse 13. You see why your ministry is so important? It's actually verse 13, but my mind picked up 3, so here you are. A tail bearer. What does a tail bearer do? He reveals secrets. You're in a relationship, in a family, in a church, in a team, in a department. Your team lead says, oh, I'm telling you this in confidence because I believe you have the maturity to handle it. Next thing, we'll check your WhatsApp status. Boom. <laughs> Even though you couch it, oh, you couch it. You say, some people are interesting. <laughs> or can you imagine? Or some people even lie against the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit just inspired this thought in my heart. <laughs> Please laugh so we know it's not you. But if the conviction is very deep, don't, don't laugh. Because it's not funny for your destiny. He says, body, he who is of a faithful what? Spirit, what does he do? Conceals a matter. Proverbs 16 verse 28. See what it says. Proverbs 16 verse 28. Go there. 16 verse 28. A perverse man, what does he do? So that means there's something called the seed of strife. And the seed of strife often leads to the harvest of hurt. By the way, you can be a tailbearer between you and your wife. And analyze everybody else. You don't need a tailbearer. A perverse man so strife and a whisperer. Somebody shout serpent spirit, we bind you. Some of you are not shouting, it's shouting louder. Why am I going here? Because Galatians 5.15, Minister Vicky says, if you bite and devour one another, what will happen? It says you'll be consumed by one another. In other words, in a bite fest, it does not matter who bites first. Oh, come on. Your pastor but dropping gems. Some of you looking like you hear it every day. I said in a bite fest, a bite festival, it doesn't matter who bites first. Everybody gets consumed. That's what it says. It said, if you bite and devour one another, beware, lest, doesn't say you consume others. No, he said, lest you be what? Consumed by one another. Now, I mean, if you have noticed, just raise your hand if you've noticed me. I don't like side talks. You've noticed that? Either by observation or by direct telling you. Just raise your hand. No, let everybody know. I don't like side talks, okay? Murmuring, murmuring, somebody did somebody. Raise your hand. How many of you have noticed that if you come to me and say somebody says somebody did, I will say give names. Oh, raise, raise hands right now. You got to give me names. Because I don't, I don't, I don't treat serpents gently. The Bible says, shall trample. Raise your hand. How many of you have I called and blasted because of what I heard you said? Then I now called you and the person you said it about. Raise your hand. 
Okay, I didn't blast you. I either blasted you or I called both of you to a meeting. Raise your hand. Raise your... You want me to start mentioning names? You have not blasted you on the phone with tears or go. Raise your hand, sister. For me... What's a father that can rebuke his children? It's not a father. He's a doll baby. Are you saying? We don't do that in this house. You got an issue with somebody? Go to them. See, tell the person, me, I don't like, start with that. Because most people don't like confrontation. So say to the person, this thing I'm about to do. <laughs> I'd rather die than do it, but I'm already dead in Christ. That's why I'm doing it. I might be angry, I might even be crying as I'm saying it, but that's what the Bible says. You're not giving me life. Oh. Are you thinking about who you're going? <laughs> Are you following this? Go to the person. Don't bear tales. Why? Because nothing happened in KJV. When you hear it, you will hear it in TPT. Some of y'all didn't hear what I just said. What happened between both of you was a simple ignoring. Imagine Hannah, because they now gave her front seat today and called her on stage for example for the first time. Arrogance has entered the matter. Hannah did not give me. In fact, when they were sharing food, Hannah did not give me any banana from the stage. See, hunger has happened. In your mind, she ignored you. She was busy. I sent her an assignment. She was focused on that. But you said, oh, that's exactly what Shia said about Hannah that last month. So that's how Hannah is. You have become a tail bearer, writing a version of the book of hatred. Before you know it, you start publishing tracts. Start a, a vlog. <laughs> Are you seeing that? Proverbs 17 verse 9. Proverbs 17 verse 9. He, Proverbs 17 verse 9. Go there real quick. He who covers a transgression, what does he do? Six love. But he who? Oh, baleko, badiga, badege. Shout it louder. He who does what? Repeats a matter. What does he do? Are we ready to be a fruit? Repeating the matter will make you repeat classes in the spirit. Repeating the matter you should let go of because there are things you should repeat. Peter says, for me, it's not laborious for me to repeat these things. So you repeat the truth. You can repeat correction. You can repeat instruction. You can repeat reprimand. You can repeat consequences, right, if you're in leadership. But even at that, after you've tried a method two or three times and you say the fruit is not coming out, change your approach. Okay, so for some of you who are owing us transcripts, we're going to change our approach. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a 12-hour prayer meeting for all those who are owing. See, what we need is not the message. What we need is the transformation in your life. So by the time you do personal immersion for transcript oars, 
long suffering will be developed in you. Is somebody here? Say, I'm not a tail bearer, I'm a fruit bearer. Say, I'm not a grudge bearer, I'm a fruit bearer. Now, now say, I don't just bear, bear, bear. Look for a beard gang member around you. Look at somebody. Chinaya is smiling. Look for look at somebody and say, don't just bear, bear, bear. Bear the fruit of the spirit. So Jesus does not take this lightly. He does not take not bearing fruit lightly. In fact, look at what it says in Matthew 21 verse 43. Matthew 21 verse 43, media run there. He says, therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you. And what will happen? Will be what? Given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. He says the, the kingdom will be taken away from fallen Israel and be given to another nation. What's that nation? The nation of believers in the Gentile jurisdiction. That's why it's in the first chapter 2 verse 9. You are a chosen generation, a what? A royal priesthood, a holy So we are a nation that will bear fruit. Somebody say, I'm a nation of fruit bearers. Jesus isn't just looking for decorations. He is looking for reproduction. Bukola leaked a little secret earlier on in our powerful review. It's a powerful review, but she leaked one of my examples. I don't think she knew I was going to use it. But when you look at the stage, last week we, everything we had was correct, correct fruit, real fruit. So last week I said to Busai, you know what, put some fruit there that is not fruit. Put some plastic fruit, some things that are not from the tree. Some synthetic stuff. And for Mr. Ahmed at the back, I want somebody who's at the back. Can you tell me which of this is not real fruits? The ones from here. You can't tell. Mr. Ahmed, can you tell? The one that is not real fruit. You can tell. Uh uh, I want the center. Which one's, no, no, from where? Which one do you think is not real fruit? They are scattered. Point to one or two. The ones here? Which of the fruits here? Tell me. Pardon? This one? This one. This flower. <laughs> it's not a trick question. Well, it is. <laughs> Which one? Mr. Ahmed's discernment is. <laughs> you, you don't know again. Are we getting the point? Are we getting the point? John, John Diesel, what is Fidel telling you at the back? Is a is a what? Are we learning what I'm saying? Don't point. So from a distance, you say, Shabina Mina. I know you from fake now. 
Ah, not this point. Nah. Then they show you pepper. Onions, tears down your eyes. You thought you knew how to discern a good boy from a bad boy. Until a bad boy showed you I'm too good for you to discern after the flesh. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You even heard God say, My daughter, my daughter, behold your husband. Confidence. <laughs> LT is doing life, life, life. Let me use an example. How to discern a bad boy. I'm not sure she's done that. How to discern a bad boy. You clicked out. What's that one? Me, I learned that one three years ago. We preached intelligence of the spirit. We we're cutting out some clips in the course of the week. And I listened to some of the clips. I'm like, what? Who's this guy preaching? I said, I need to go and listen to the message again. Intelligence of the spirit. And this whole series. Because what I was hearing was so powerful. I had goosebumps listening to what God was saying through me. So if I still take out some time to listen to messages I preached. And some of you think you understood it. When I spend nothing less than three to six hours before I preach on a Sunday. So you think this one listen. I got it. My point. I am the documentary compiler of Sunday Night Review. Me, we preach I'm Fasted, prayed, prepared my heart, discerned, paced the house. You know, I still go and listen. I'm like, ah, what is this? You know what I was saying to myself? I said, if I stumbled on this on YouTube, I would look for this guy. No jokes. I'm not joking with you. I'm not trying to, you know. I have to learn from Moses. He was the meekest man. <laughs> so from a distance, all of them look like what? All of us are like Christ until somebody comes close enough. What is this blemish of blame I see? Uh, it's not impersonal. Yeah, we're close enough for you not to misunderstand. This blemish of blame. They say you are meek. <laughs> but, but what's this impatience radiating through your eyes? There's a, there's a beard of bitterness growing on your chin. <laughs> Love you, man. It's good to see you after a while. We haven't seen Jerry, uh, Jerry in a while. Let's celebrate Jerry Sticks. What I'm saying, do you get what I'm saying? You look very good, by the way. Like, you're just nice. So. When we come close, this is the reason God plants the solitary in families. Because when you say I'm a Christian and you're by yourself, there is no other person with a Christ nature to put your Christ nature to test. So it's easy for you to have an exaggerated assessment of your meekness. Until three million people put their lives precious on you. Everybody's generous until you become team lead of 12 people. And six of them ask you for money twice a month. I was telling somebody in the office, I said, every day now, there's somebody somewhere asking me for money. 
WhatsApp, Instagram. This maybe that's why they say, let's take his Instagram off. Well, like, this man needs to rest. All these transfers and things he does. And everybody just feels that because you're a pastor, you're dynamic and creative. You produce books and t-shirts. You're training banks and ministries. You have your dripping dollars. And my dollars are in your hand. <laughs> what did he say? And pastor with the cool banner of Christ. The cool banner, Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Nissi is the Lord our banner. Shammah is ever present. And how many of you know that the best way to be cool for Christ is to be hot for Christ? You're not supposed to be a fan. You're supposed to be an AC. A fan is F-A-N. Fancy attendance number. Ace is active contributor. Where are the aces of Christ in the house this morning? Take that fan away. We need more aces in the house. Some, somebody give God praise this morning. Are you getting the message? Dami, which of these fruits is real? Uh, what? <laughs> That's the one you want. So from a distance, people can tell. Folks can tell why you've got the colors. You've got the, check that out, the look, the appeasement, the aesthetic, the lingo, the lingua. Meluko lumoya. You, you record it. Oh, that's the tongues raining in kings. Meluko muluya. Repeat. Meluko muluya. Repeat. So the... Let me preach. So that when they call you to lead prayers, melu molu, melu. <laughs> it's not organic. It's not coming from a depth of intimacy. So you have to listen to somebody else's sequence to find your rhythm. God does not want you to produce the harmonies on fruity loops. Well, that's a software we use for music. Go, oh my, you hearing what I'm saying? God wants you to know that Christ is reason. Oh, y'all didn't get that. Reason. He wants it to be organic. He did not say out of your neighbor's tanker will flow rivers of living water. Or out of the overhead tank of your pastor. He said out of your belly. Are you hearing this? Shall flow. 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 What? Of what? How me go to three people this morning. Tell them flow, 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 flow. So Christ is not looking for decoration. He's looking for reproduction. Let's say that together. Christ is not looking for decoration. He's looking for reproduction. 
So to all the person, don't be a fan. Be an AC. Don't be a fancy attendance number. We count you, but do you count? We count you, but do you count? Don't just count in church. Count for something in Christ. Don't be numbered. Be counted for something in God. Don't just be numbered by men. Be counted for something in God. So let me close this first service. I have a lot to say. Mark chapter 11. 12 to 23 there is a story there mark 11 22 23 now the next day when they had come out from bethany jesus was hungry somebody shout pastors get hungry too look at some say your team lead is hungry too so not every time team lead minister uche minuche minuch minuch Minister said the Baba Olowo. Your boy needs credit. Sometimes you too. Bye. You understand? It should be both ways, right? That's the fellowship. That's koinonia. Never reduce yourself to the position of a taker in any relationship. In any relationship or any circle, any place. Your MD. Some of you, even his birthday, you're like, you're still jealous. They bought him a car, you're jealous. Why not distinguish yourself from the staff and say, Sir, congratulations on your car. There's a card and there's something in there for you. What? 20K. It's just for your fuel. There's no MD in this world, no matter how wicked they are. They'll be like, <laughs> Something is going to break inside. Because he knows your salary. Those are the kind of people that when the MD travels and they find the $500 Esther code in their wallet on the way to work, they just give it to them. Don't be deceived. Not everybody on your level is getting the same salary. On paper, it might be the same. But in accounts, it's very different. Some of you that are always very eager to close. You close and go to work. It's after that they share the promotion secret. I mean, you go home, share the promotion secret because you don't have forbearance. They paid me for 9 to 5. It is 5.02. I'm out. <laughs> MDs are hungry too. People are hungry for things. Not only food. Let's say hunger. The base level is Indomie. I said, ah, tomorrow I'm buying Indomie for two people at work. No, find out. Anything any leader has mentioned more than twice is an area of thirst and hunger. Be the chef that mixes the recipe into a solution. Don't be unwise is what Ephesians 4 says. God, I'm praying for promotion, promotion. The answers to many of your prayers are not in the prayer room. They're in the workroom. The answer, fill water pots with water. That's the answer. However, where do you fetch water? Don't ask me. Go figure it out. Imagine them asking you, so where do I fetch water? I've been going shape away. <laughs> no, I'm the Doro. Use me. I'm not Butchie, but I'm Doro. Carry me now. Dip me inside well. Me that I'm the well of living water. You want to drown the well in a well. Is he well with you? You 
already have the answer. You're dancing around the recipe, but you're hungry because you have not cooked the recipe by going to the pantry and the storehouse. Peel the yam and crack the egg and kill the chicken. Spill some blood and pluck out some feathers and pound the yam and say, Lord, it's a living sacrifice. I'm not a spoiled child. I'm a communion. In communion, I'm a responsible son who will take the Father's invisible recipe and turn it into something tangible that will satisfy the hunger of my God in my generation. Are you hearing this now? You see this now. It says he was hungry. Let's go real quick. Time. Verse 13. And seeing from what? Afar, a fig tree having hulama. Jesus was like, Okbeo. This was physical hunger, by the way. It wasn't recorded more than about three to four times that Jesus was hungry. So you know when people that don't really eat a lot are hungry, you know they're really hungry? So he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. Maybe in the second service I'll explain the prophetic representation of this. This was more than just a natural occurrence. It's in the sequence of God that typifies the walk of God with Israel. And Hosea actually says that uh, Israel should bring forth my first fruits. So this was not the time for the main harvest. This was the time for the first fruits, the early harvest. And when it's time for the early harvest, you're not supposed to find a lot of fruits on it. But if it was bringing forth leaves, it should also come with some tiny fruits. Lord, help me to help somebody. God does not need you to be the most patient person. But can you show him you some fruit? Can you at least not show us all those flowery possibilities and loud mouth and all over the place, but we can see what you bring to the table. He says he was fine to find something. Somebody said, give God something. He said he was desirous to find something. But when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. Go real quick to verse 14. In response, look at what that word says. I believe KJV says, and Jesus answered. In other words, the fig tree was talking to Jesus. That's why the Bible says in response. Imagine Elton looking the way she's looking at me now good to see you. My gosh. Beautiful beyond description. Looking at me the way she's looking. And I say, in response to you, (laughs) Sheko, see? (laughs) There was a conversation. Why? Everything God made speaks. That's why it says the mountains and the hills were they skip like rams. So the trees are filled with clap their hands. Everything in creation sings. I was teaching this in the webinar in the course of the week, and I, I was teaching the people I was speaking to that it's called the universe. Somebody say universe. When you think about verse, what do you think about? What do you think about music? The entire universe is unisong, one song. It's one song that God is singing with all of creation. I could teach musicology on this. I could teach creativity with this. I have so much to teach. I feel like I don't have enough time. Maybe God will let me live for 500 years. So, I don't know. 
Jesus, and Jesus answered and said to him, to it, he answered, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Guess who else heard it? The tree heard it. Now, it goes through all of this. I pray I'm able to teach in the second service. He shows us the temple and he's scattering all those things. Yeah, what they were buying and selling in the temple. Jesus scatters all of that. Why does this story come right after the fig tree? Because the temple was a physical representation of the fig tree. Lots of leaves and branches. Isn't it interesting that a ministry can have many branches but very little fruit? Leaves and flowers. Someone say leaves and flowers. We'll deal with that and saying, say leaves and flowers. Say flowers so pretty, so nice. All the flowers just fancy. But how many of you have ever gone to a floral shop and you bought the flowers and you stand even there? seem more attractive, more colorful because they are quicker to produce. They are lighter to carry and they command more attention. But he said, I need fruit. Jesus couldn't eat the leaves. Look at somebody say, we've seen your leaves. We've seen your leaves. Say you're too much, you're too much, you're too much. Say you're too much, you're too much, you're too So we need to trim you, trim you, trim you. So that Jesus can come to full manifestation in your life. I have a lot to teach about continuing the second service. Anybody blessed this morning? Can you pray? Lord, I yield my heart and my life. Can we just start again? And this November, all I've been trying to do under God is to reposition you, reposition this house to a new level of fruitfulness. We have too much potential, spiritual potential, mental, emotional potential to not be delivering more in evangelism, in discipleship, in capacity development, in leadership expansion, in actual contribution if all you do is wear fancy clothes make your nice hair your nice makeup and we can't see your fruit this is the time and please don't wait for a special invitation even though every now and again we make those calls but don't wait for anybody to say oh you know what we really wanted to help with this we really wanted to go to this really no 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 if it's your house it's your responsibility if it's your house it's your responsibility can somebody pray? I will not bear grudges. I will not bear malice. I will not bear tales. I will not be a tail bearer. I am a fruit bearer. I am a fruit bearer. 
I do not bite and devour. I do not bite and devour. Can somebody cry, Lord, have mercy on me? Some of you remember when you were in Osu, when you were in OOU, OAU, when we were, you were in Unice, Covenant University, you were the hall prefect, the, the chapel prefect, the sanitation guy, but now you come into this place and you just sit and you're comfortable with it. You've been coming for a month, for two months. Honeymoon time is over. It's fruits time. What can I lift? I'm going to challenge the more men, the men more on this. But there is no part of this building that is not carrying something. Everything is carrying something. So if you're not feeling the weight of responsibility, either you are not a part of the house or you don't see yourself as God sees you as a part of the house. Can you ask the Lord to help you with the meekness of Moses? Actually, the meekness of Christ, which is superior to the meekness of Moses. The meekness of Moses cracked under pressure. He could not enter. Do you know what? The absence of fruit stopped him in spite of the presence of gifts. He had so many gifts, but the absence, Tima, the absence of fruits. Some of us are so prophetic and so prolific, but we're so impatient. Some of us are, are gifted with the gifts of healing, the virtue of Christ to minister and administer the healthcare system of heaven. But we're so proud. And our lack of humility impedes the flow of God's healing. Lord, will you have mercy this morning? Will your mercy flow like a river through my life, sweeping? every illegal occupant this time not in the form of illegal or dangerous or harmful bacteria and viruses and all of that but in the form of pride and self self-centeredness self-consciousness self-approval self-endorsement self-validation holy ghost that i will be a fruit i intentionally didn't tell you which one was the plastic and which one was the fake i'll tell you that in the second service it's amazing that something can be right in front of you but you can't tell the difference between the real and the fake listen, listen, listen to something follow this, are all those fruits on stage? are all those fruits on stage? are they in the spotlight? are they all authentic? not everything on stage and in the light is authentic even concerning God, God said you know what if you don't believe I'm God and see prove me he says it over and over encounter me personally in your inward parts and if I'm not God then you will know Elijah said if God but God serve him if it's Baal that is God final prayer point God I want to taste you again because part of what robs us of that fervor is that we are not tasting God that experience where the supple nature of his love is real to you in the private moments of your life where it's not a function of I don't want to do it because I have a new resolution to know I can't hurt my lover I can't disappoint my maker God has invested too much and there are no words to say Tabalasos. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. We will see it in this house. A new wave of love, of meekness, of kindness, of strength and capacity.
we give you all the praise in Jesus name we've prayed if you've received the blessing correction admonition insight revelation from the Lord this morning that's okay for you to clap with more passion just to express hallelujah generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing someone you know needs this kindly share this now